Hi, and welcome to another episode of Beaver Pod Life. And we've got another Congress special. Today we have Zoe Walker, who is another one of the winners of the Bova competition at Bain Fallon and is coming over to the UK to visit Congress and some practices here in, in England. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for coming today. So, Zoe, tell us a little bit about the competition that you won at Bain Fallon this year. So it's a competition that's sponsored by Bova. Um, at Ben Fallon, they, at the trade stall, they just had a few questions that we had to answer and we all went in the draw to, to win this amazing trip. Um, and I got a call from Brett from Bova a few days later and I thought he was about to ask me to buy some more Bova products. But, yeah, it was to say that I'd won the prize. So it's very exciting. And have you been to the UK before? Have you been over to, to, to this country? Yeah, I have. I've got um, quite a lot of my families over there. So I've been over a couple of times, but not for about 10 years. So very excited to come back over. Oh, that's nice. And what will you be getting up to when you come over? What have Bova got planned for you as far as you're aware? So we've got um, we've got a tour of the Bova facility and we're going to the Royal Vet College in London as well. Um, and then we're going out to Newmarket to see Rossdales and a couple of the studs around the area. And we've got a little bit more of a tour around, I think two more days of a tour around the UK that I'm not 100% sure what we're doing yet, which is a bit exciting. Um, and then over to the Beaver Congress. Cool. And what are you looking forward to at Congress? Because obviously you've been to Bain Fallon, but you haven't been to a Beaver Congress before, I take it. No. And everyone that I've spoken to about it has said that Beaver is so much bigger than Bain, so it'll be really exciting to see. I might get a little bit lost amongst the, the massive crowd, but um, I think I'm very excited for obviously the lectures. There's an amazing set of lectures at Beaver and so much range. Um, we're very much getting into the thick of our season over here, so I'm excited to refresh on some repro stuff and um I saw there are a few good lectures on assisted repro, which would be excellent to refresh on. And then I'm also obviously really excited for the social aspect. So the um, the Bova dinner will be at that and the ball as well. So, yeah. Lots of socialising to counteract all the learning that will be going on. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> what sort of practice do you do? Tell us a bit about your life back in Australia. So whereabouts are you and what do you do within your practice? So I'm in northeast Victoria, down in southern Australia, um, where the second biggest thoroughbred area in Australia outside of the Hunter Valley. Um, and I work for Avenal Equine Hospital, which is part of the Scone Group, uh, which are one of the bigger equine hospital groups over here. Uh, so our practice is probably 90% thoroughbreds, but we do then have, we've got a few quarter horse breeders around and we have an increasing amount of pleasure in sport horses as well. Um, so I'm one of the ambulatory vets there. And then what's, what sort of um, bits about sort of equine practice in Australia are you quite passionate about? You mentioned that you're, you're a representative for the EVA. Tell us a bit about that and what bits you kind of like working on with them. Yeah, so I'm um, the Victorian Tasmania Young Member Group rep for the EVA this coming year. Um, I was a student rep for them when I was at uni and I guess I kind of caught the bug and wanted to stay involved. So yeah, I, I'm really quite passionate about supporting recent graduates and new grads coming into the profession and trying to make those first, you know, we know that a significant number of vets leave within the first five years. So trying to 
advocate for and support those new grads in that time period. And what do the EVA do to sort of help them? They've got a mentoring program, I think, haven't they? Or the AVA have, I think you said. So, yeah, tell us a bit about that program and how that helps. Yeah, so the AVA have a mentoring program and the EVA, I guess, get involved with that. So the AVA is the Australian Veterinary Association. The Equine Vets Australia get involved with that um, by supplying mentors and they pair up, you know, if they're a young equine vets, they'll pair them up with an equine vet mentor to give them someone outside of their practice that they can turn to for a bit of support and just to, you know, check that what they're experiencing is, you know, it can be quite difficult as a new grad anyway, um, but some difficulties are probably a bit more extreme than others and checking that what they're going through is actually normal and supporting them through that. Um, and then the, with the young member reps, so we've got a rep for each of our states um, and those reps are there to stay in touch with the young members. We've got a couple, we have some dinners that aren't young member specific, but the young member rep will always be there um, to try and touch base with those people and make sure that everyone is, you know, going okay and trying to support people through that time as much as possible. That's really nice. And would you say that there's um, a, a, a sort of large proportion of vets that work in smaller practices in your area or is it quite dominated by the sort of bigger practices and how that sort of impacts, um, you know, a new grad, sort of whether they're working in a big team or a small team and the different sorts of support that they might need? Yeah, I think that across Australia as a whole, there are a few larger referral hospitals that obviously will have more vets, um, but most of the equine clinics across Australia would be smaller teams. So we've got lots and lots of sole traders um, and then a, a lot of clinics that are probably five vets or less with a bit of a middle ground there. But, yeah, we do have quite a few smaller clinics, which I guess then as a new grad moving into a clinic of that size, it is really beneficial to have that team outside of work that you can touch base with and, um, you know, it's fantastic having people to turn to and having a list of people that you can call if when you're going out to the retained fetal membranes that you've never done before and the first person doesn't answer or, you know, hopefully you're getting that from your boss, but sometimes you've got to yeah, have that list of people that you can ask your silly questions and yeah, and yeah. get some answers. That was something you, you said you're really um, sort of passionate about because I think it's, it's true, isn't it? It's nice to have a practice and a, and a team around you that that's supportive obviously but it's actually probably just as important to have a network outside of work would you say like whether that's sort of family and friends or whether it's a network professionally that that extends beyond and and you mentioned something that you quite like about the conferences is sort of meeting up with other vets and other people outside of your practice and your everyday work um what's the sort of importance there for you what is it that you get out of that that you find so valuable yeah I think for me as throughout the beginning of my career. So I graduated in 2020. So I'm very much still in that new grad period. Um, I've, I was lucky enough, probably from the engagement that I had with the EVA and different groups like that through uni, I was very lucky to have a good group of people supporting me and checking in with me for my first 18 months or so. Um, and obviously I'm still in touch with them all now, but I think that's really highlighted that that collegiality and, you know, the networking that you can do at conferences and CPD events is so beneficial to have that, yeah, your your team behind you that 
may be outside of your clinic. Hopefully some of them are in your clinic as well. Um, and that definitely is something that I find at conferences, you know, listening to either formally during the lectures themselves or when you're catching up at the social events afterwards, listening to equine vets that are still passionate about the profession and happy and they found their place um, and, you know, vets of various years of experience, listening to them talk about those things that they're passionate about, I find really helps me to refresh and reignite that passion myself. Um, and, yeah, that's definitely something that Bain Fallon was probably a month ago here now and that's something that I came away so much more motivated from that conference than than before. So, yeah, that's something I'm really looking yeah. forward to with Beaver as well. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, you're not alone. A lot of people say that, you know, apart from the educational aspects, which are obviously great and um, the same would apply to going on day courses and things like that. You know, you come away with your kind of clinical learning, but actually it's amazing what you get out of it from the social side of it and from the networking and the talking to other people. And I think you're right that it's often a, a sort of boost of enthusiasm, isn't it, for your career when you come away from these things, having been around people that are sort of like-minded and and finding their own career paths and finding their own niches and you can come away sort of inspired really can't you yeah definitely definitely and I think just as a more recent graduate it's even more important to keep that fire burning you know you've obviously you go into uni and you're when you graduate you're so excited to start and you've got so much passion for the industry and it's yeah it's really important to keep going to those events and I don't know if Beaver's um the same but we do at Bain Fallon this year, we had a really good turnout of young members. So I think we had 250-ish people at the conference in general um, and 50 of them were young members. So, yeah, wow. it was really good to see that so many people were getting involved there and marketing had obviously worked and got us all out there. Yeah, and no, I think you're right. And I think it's, it is. It's, it's, it's those people that we're aware of. It's important to keep them connected and keep their enthusiasm because like you say they've we've all come to this career enjoying it and wanting to be vets and so it's it's sad really to think that after some some years certain people might find that enthusiasm for the career ebbing um but actually yeah sometimes it can be reignited by by being in a situation around those sort of like-minded people that you that you sort of inspired you perhaps in the first place and it's funny you should mention that because we had I think it was last year's congress where there was a debate about you know the recruitment retention problems and um, a student stood up and actually said that lots of the experienced middle-aged let's say vets that they seen practice with had sort of put them off because they were sort of glass half empty about their careers and their, their 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 jobs at that time when they were sort of sitting in the car together driving around and it was a bit of a wake-up call I think for a lot of us in the room to think oh yeah I've been that person <laughs> I've been that person being really miserable about my about my job and actually it pays to perhaps sometimes without rose tinting reality it pays sometimes to be a, a bit more positive because there are so many so many good points, aren't there, to, to being in this profession that it's very easy to concentrate on the negatives. Yeah, definitely. I remember um, the first placement that I ever did in first year, so that obviously I'd done some placements um, for work experience and things like that, but this was my first placement as a vet student. I was so excited for it. And the vet that I was seeing practice with said to me on my first day that the best thing about being in first year vet is that it's not too late to leave. So, you know, it's obviously that vet wasn't in a very good place in the profession 
for themselves. But um, yeah, I think it's really important to keep that motivation. I think we, I heard similar things at uni, you know, we obviously always talk about not enough, a lot of vet students go into uni being really passionate for equine work and then they come out and they don't go into equine practice. Um, And I think that, so I I started at Equine Vets Association at my uni because we didn't have one. And um, when I was trying to get some of the lecturers involved, you know, a lot of the lecturers that I talked to were saying that if they had their time again, they wouldn't be an equine vet. And I think just having, you know, there are plenty and plenty of equine vets who, if they had their time again, would 100% be an equine vet. And they're so happy in the profession there. So, yeah, having those people talking to the students and maintaining that motivation throughout uni by yeah giving them access to positive people is really important. Yeah, and I think probably, you know, we all have bad days, we all have bad weeks, bad seasons, whatever, and I think it's I've probably been there myself and thought, you know, God, I wish I'd never done this career, you know, but <laughs> it's, it's it's not a permanent feeling really, I think, for a lot of people, although, you know, we focus on it quite heavily. I'm sure for, for some it is, you know, some naturally probably do feel they made the wrong career path and maybe do change and are much happier, but um, it's easy to get bogged down, isn't it, and to think that it's not going to end and that the good times aren't coming back, but I think often as people and never mind as vets, you know, we just need to find a way through that and try to, to find what it is that makes us tick and makes that fire come back. Um, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head about sort of saying it's, you know, it's a lot to do with the people and the inspiration and, you know, we're a social animal at the end of the day, you know, we're not, we're not good at being on our own in our own thoughts. So I think sharing the thoughts and, and the positivity can be a really, can be a really good place to start as well as addressing the issues that we have all you know faced and, and that the, the profession faces so um there's two sides to it basically isn't there we must must do both yeah, concentrate on both yeah <laughs> cool well thank you very much for taking the time with us today zoe um we're really looking forward to seeing you in Birmingham and uh, I'm hoping that people are gonna gonna spot you and Jessica and if nothing else by your accents be able to tell who you are <laughs> and yeah, yeah I hope, obviously we're not gonna know we're not gonna know anyone else so I hope lots of people come up and chat to us and yeah very much looking forward to it help you find your way around Birmingham <laughs> not that you're definitely there's a you'll be able to tell who we all are it's very obvious and we'll have our lanyards on so uh Looking forward to seeing you and, um, and have a safe trip over. Thanks very much for coming today. Thank you. Thank you.